1: Here are your hosts,
0: Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford Studio here today. Ole Miss, Alabama tonight, 8 o'clock from the Pavilion. A, uh, a late tip for the Rebels and the Crimson Tide. 4 o'clock today, Ole Miss and Missouri State. In baseball at Swayze Field, the Rebels coming off a 12-6 win over Little Rock last night. Four home runs. They have now scored 49 runs in their last 20 offensive uh, innings as they got back above 500 for the first time since opening day last night with the win over the Trojans. And uh, again, they'll play Missouri State before welcoming Iowa in four three. So we'll talk some basketball, some of the things here today. With you on a podcast brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford and up and down I-55 throughout North Mississippi as well with all the Blue Sky locations, a lot of Sweet Daddy locations, and much more. They got their superstore going up in Macomb, so no matter where you are, there's a Blue Sky nearby to take care of you. And again, come to you from the Clark Ford Studio.
3: We are Clark Ford's in Amy, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, the rest up to you. You can shop it around, do what I've done. What I want to recommend that you do it. that's us hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Campbell Clinic Hotline. The Campbell Clinic's in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102. The Campbell Clinic provides full service, orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery, spine, total joint care, and much, much more. To book an appointment, go to Campbell oxford.com or call 901 759 3111 walk-ins. Always welcome with the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, 7 30 a.m. to 4 PM.
2: I've some start with basketball. Ole miss in Alabama tonight from uh Swayze, What what I mean from the pavilion. I, actually I say that it is coming one hell of a storm all of a sudden this morning. Hopefully you guys are kind of in somewhere and protected. Cause I I was not aware we were going to get this. And I looked outside my office window and went, oh my God. It's. I think it's out of here by later. I don't think it affects baseball or anything. But yeah, I haven't even, I
3: haven't looked, but it is pouring right now. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, Ole Miss uh, going into this thing seventy-five in the net, as we mentioned earlier in the week. This you, you've got to just win a bunch of games. We're not talking NCAA tournament, but. Just in general, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm finished finish baseball, if I'm going to go over basketball and watch anything tonight or what. I kind of want to see Alabama. Um, Alabama is such an interesting team as far as they're great at home. A lot of their losses are on the road. Um, early in the year, they kind of struggled a little bit. And they did score 95 and losing to Kentucky the other night uh, at Rupp Arena. They can fill it up. Um I guess just for people heading to the game tonight, is it is it kind of inside and outside from everywhere? I mean, what is sort of the profile of this Crimson Tide team?
3: Uh, they beat you at the rim and they shoot threes. Uh, they they play pretty frenetically on offense. They uh, they get they get looks. They don't take. I mean, their shot charts very disciplined. They don't take a lot of long twos. They don't take a lot of mid-range twos. They shoot at the bucket and they get threes. Um, They're analytical. Yeah, very well. He, he just believes in it, uh, and their Sears,
2: pace is incredibly fast, as you said.
3: Yeah, Sears is a terrific point guard. I really like watching him play. I'm a big Grant Nelson fan. Um, they just have a bunch of guys who can do a lot of different things. This is a real challenge for Ole Miss. Forget the forget the NCAA tournament and um, all that stuff, and, and and their mindset and all that. This is a this is a matchup challenge for Ole Miss. They will have to play one of their very best games to win. The lines like. Bama minus six and a half, six and a half, and it's a weird number and on one hand you're like oh that's a, it's a trap line and on the other hand I'm like I'll lay them I, I just I don't know I, I wouldn't I, I don't bet games that I cover ever n- never ever I've done it one time in my entire life and did not like the feeling and won't do it again um but this is a it's a it's a weird spot for Ole Miss this is a, this is a tough matchup and, and they're gonna have to play really well in the backcourt Got to stay out of foul trouble. Alabama will get you in foul trouble because they they play. They'll they'll make the extra pass. They'll get you out of position. And if you get in foul trouble against these guys, they'll run you out of the gym.
2: Ken Palm predicting. I mean, if you want to say Vegas, very similar to this, Ken Palm predicting an 88-81 Alabama win tonight at the Pavilion. Oh, yeah. So that's seven.
3: 81 points for Ole Miss would be a good sign. That would mean that they're shooting the ball a little better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, I mean, that, that, that that's some, counting uh, on – 88-81, if that is the final score, that's that Ole Miss looks sort of like it's pre-last two weeks normal self at home when it's yeah basketball.
3: Well, it's three weeks since, you know, uh, they Saints. beat Mississippi State on January the 30th, I believe was the date. And um, since then, they've played six games. They've won one against Missouri. It was way too close for comfort. And they just hadn't played particularly well. I mean, this is three weeks where they just, just had it. They haven't put a consistent game together. That's for sure. They've had some spurts where they played well. Second half, South Carolina, um, you know, there. They, um, they had some moments in, in some other games. But for the most part, they just haven't played well in three weeks. And they've kind of played themselves from one position into another.
2: Last night, we'll go there and come back. An interesting, entertaining night of SEC basketball. I don't know if it was overly well played all the way through, but three really close games last night. Um, Kentucky Mississippi State was the headliner. Reed Shepard was awesome last night. Uh, He was uh, 32 points, seven assists, had a bunch of other stats too, filled it up. I think he only missed three of 14 shots all night. He hit all of his free throws. He uh, kind of had a one-on-one battle with Josh Hubbard, who had 34 points in a losing effort for Mississippi State. Hubbard hits a three with a few seconds remaining to tie it, and then Shepard Shepherd, Shepherd kind of hits a floater in the lane, uh, essentially at the buzzer. There was .5 seconds left after he hit it for Kentucky to win 91-89. And this one, Kentucky 20-8, and 10-5, State 8-7, and 19-9 overall. But, I mean, like the other two games I'm going to mention, I thought were more close than well played. That was – that was a hell of a basketball game game last night at the hump. Um, it was a really nice test for Kentucky to kind of overcome. I think Calipari, not just about wins or anything, but you know we we've, we've made Kentucky a bit of a whipping boy because they're not consistent this year. They haven't played defense at times. He he's sort of starting to steady this ship at the right time. They're, they're finding some continuity and a couple stars and things where we'll see. But if you told me they went on a little bit of a run, I wouldn't be shocked. They're 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 playing sort of their best basketball right now.
3: That was a real test for them. Credit to Mississippi State. I know uh, a lot of people don't like when you say that on this podcast, but I'm giving them credit. They were really prepared. I thought they played a tremendous game. They jumped on Kentucky early, kind of like I thought they would. Um, Had a double-digit lead a couple of different times. Had a great plan. Josh Hubbard was fantastic. Um, Kentucky just wouldn't go away. Kentucky's talent kept them in the game. And then late, Shepard, there's a reason that, that Shepard gets talked about as a lottery pick. It's He kind of does a little bit of everything well, and then there at the end he blocks a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, just, he just does so many things remarkably well. People do the gym rat thing and all the, the stuff. It's, it's silly. I get it, but no, no, he's a, he's, he's a player. I mean, he can play. He's He will play in the NBA. I hope for his sake he gets in the right system. Because he'll have a I think he'll have a really good career. Um
2: Can you give me an it, NBA comparison on him?
3: I'd have to really think about it. Um it's a little small. Okay. Um, but he's not, you know, I mean, let's be real here. You look at him and you go, oh, white guy, shooter. No, there's a lot more to his game than that. He's not JJ Redick, you know. And JJ had a long career as a shooter because he could knock it down from three. Um <laughs> I, I think I think Shepard's more than that. But I don't I don't know. I'd have to think about I'd have to go really kind of peruse. He's not because the star guards don't com- compare like right away. But
2: Well, I mean look, I'm guilty of the of the white thing too, because when he said that, my first thought was, well, I mean, is he is he Austin Reeves? Is he this? Is he that? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of where my head was was going too, I'll be yeah,
3: honest. Reeves is bigger than him. Yeah. And 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 but now he's every bit as athletic as Reeves, maybe more. Um I'm trying to think. I don't. I'm. I'm I'm trying to think of a of an example. Um, he's not. He's not a lot different than Cason Wallace, who's another Kentucky guard who plays for the Thunder right now. As as a coming off the Thunder's bench as a rookie,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: he's Calipari. To his evaluation credit and recruiting credit, has had just a string of guards. Look at the Kentucky guards in the NBA. It's unbelievable. Um, they well, but when they 20- showed
2: the you know they showed the all star game rosters from the SEC and it was essentially a Kentucky graphic with like two other players mixed in. Yeah, Is what it was.
3: Yeah, I mean it's he's done a great job of recruiting NBA talent. I get why kids go there. It's like same reason football kids went to Bama when Saban was there. But I think a ton of credit goes to State last night, and then even. Got down seven and they could have hung their heads. Instead, they came charging back and tied the game with like seven seconds left before Shepard made his his runner. It was called a character. If you're if you're Chris Janes, you went to bed last night a little sick and a little excited.
2: Because mm-hmm.
3: that didn't hurt their tournament chances. They're fine. They're going to make the tournament. They're playing really well right now. And he's got them playing with confidence. All right. I thought they they made Kentucky beat them. They did nothing to help Kentucky beat them, in my opinion. They made Kentucky, and if I'm if I'm Calipari, last night could not have gone better for my for me.
2: Yeah, tested in so yeah. many ways, showed a lot of resilience, got the win, the whole deal.
3: Got put right next to the fire, and my team responded when they could have they could have rolled over and gone. Ah, oh, it's a road loss, no big deal. Oh, uh, we got beat. You know, boy, it's tough to play there. Tuesday night, they were jacked up. It was crowd. It was loud. They were psyched up. They were ready. You know, we got the Kentucky Super Bowl treatment, and they did. And it would have been easy to go, Ah, we're fine. We're fine. We got the win, win at. We got the win at Auburn. We just whipped Alabama. We're good. You no, know, they they rose to the occasion. Thought it was for both. One of those rare deals where I'm sure Chris Jans was more sick. Oh, he's he,
2: sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Both coaches wake up today going, I like my team. I like my team. I'm ready to go to ready to go to go war with this team, which is a, a good thing as the calendar turns to March here in the next 72 hours or so.
2: Get back to this scene in a second. I'll just quickly hit these other games, but I saw a stat last night. Uh, BYU knocks off Kansas at uh, Fog Island, and it was 76-68 uh, the final there, first home loss of the season for Kansas. This is a crazy stat. Kansas's second conference loss on a weekday in Bill Self's 21 year era. In 21 wow. years, they have lost two midweek conference games. Wow. That's fa- that, that is fascinating to me. Big 12, not bad at basketball.
3: Oh, no, it's, it's a great basketball league. And, and look, Kansas is a great basketball program. And much like Kentucky and the SEC, whenever you play you get Kansas... Get the shot. Yeah. Get, it's a big shot. And it, that's something that um, I, I think prepares you for the tournament. But it also leads to... It's going to lead to a loss like that here and there. People will go, oh, is Kansas done? No. But they have some injuries. They're not, as, they're not as healthy. They're not as good as they were at full strength. And that's a really good league. When you play in that league... To survive it, you've got to be a pretty good club. And by the end of the season, you know, that's here we go into tournament time, and teams are a little tired, and it's teams are starting to look ahead and think ahead, and you get popped.
2: It was just a quick passing thought here. Nowhere near the same thing as Bama football or Kentucky basketball. I'm not doing that, but I think in some ways that affected Ole Miss baseball last year. I think they got circled a little more and didn't handle it very well at all. They were the defending national champions. Yeah. I mean, you know, for what twenty-one years they've
3: been super steady. Mm-hmm. You're you're a you're a series that that people circle. It's a measuring stick series. It's a, a series that opposing fan bases look forward to. Hey, Ole, Ole Miss is coming to town. They won the title last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a it's a chance for us to to our, our team to to get some attention or or make yeah, a statement yeah. or whatever. Right? I mean, I totally get it. You're When you wear the crown, it's heavy. Yeah. And, you know, I thought that absolutely played into their season last year. Of course it did. In the same way that it impacted Mississippi State the year before that.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Back to last night, LSU knocks off Georgia 67 66, one point loss for Mike White and the Bulldogs there in Baton Rouge. I mean, LSU just kind of squandered an opportunity because they they lost the previous game, a game they easily could have won. And now they win this one, but nobody played really well. Um I, I think both these teams are going nowhere, but it was a, an entertaining end of the game, if nothing else. Georgia outscores scores OSU by 12 there in the uh in the second half, but not quite enough. And then Jesus, last night, uh I was couldn't have been more wrong about a basketball game. Arkansas, 85-82 losers to Vanderbilt and Fayetteville and Bud Walton last night. I mean, it's just a – frankly, a close game, but a pretty pathetic effort last night for the Razorbacks. Just be honest about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I agree
3: with that. The, the one, I'll go back to the one before that real quick and then I'll get to Vanderbilt, Arkansas. I, to me, the, the what you saw with LSU was the bubble had been popped. You know, they had mm-hmm. they had the momentum going a little bit from a season standpoint. Then Mississippi State goes in there and just whops them. And that's that. Um and then, you know, credit to Georgia—they just keep playing. I, they they don't win, but they just keep playing. I mean, there's no <laughs> there is Mike, a credit there. <laughs> I mean, Mike Mike can't Mike can't just lose his mind at them because they they play for him. They're just not very good. And then, um, yeah, weird weird game in Fayetteville with with um, with Vandy again. Credit to Vanderbilt—every reason in the world to go in there and get beat by 20 and don't worry about it and go home. And they showed up, and I thought they really played hard. There was a moment, um, first half where Arkansas had built, I think, like a nine point lead. And you're like, okay, well, this is, this is going to go according to script. And Vanderbilt said, nope. And then Arkansas went cold from three and, uh, fell into the, tr- what probably had Musselman the most pissed off last night on a night where there was a lot to get pissed off about was that his team doesn't shoot the three all that well. That's not who they are. And, uh, they settled for three after three after three, and they didn't make them. And so they went like, I don't know, eight minutes without scoring a field goal. And then Vanderbilt shortens the game, plays with some confidence, built a big lead. Arkansas made a run late, closed it to three, but but couldn't get there. So I mean, a ton of credit to to Jerry Stackhouse and his team because there's they're embattled. There's a lot of talk about his job security, uh, all of that stuff. And they were playing an Arkansas team that had begun to build just a, a modicum of momentum and they let all of that go last night and they got to go to Kentucky now so they'll their season their season could sort of collapse on them and then all eyes up there are still on waiting to see what if anything happens is there is there some closure where Musselman and everybody sort of works things out there were some booster issues reportedly or rumoredly I should say and um, you know what happens with him with so there was a lot of buzz for a long time about him to Louisville. It's cooled off quite a bit in the last week or so, but that doesn't mean that it's completely gone. So until something's kind of resolved there, there's there's question marks. And last night didn't help it. And the one thing that was interesting last night in that game, there were some empty seats in Bud Walton. And hadn't been that way in a little while. There were some empty seats on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock in Bud Walton and they can't do the argument that you know Ole Miss can say well it's just so hard to get back to Madison and it's just so hard to get back to Ridgeland and Jackson and it's an hour and 15 minutes to Memphis it's not not an hour
2: right there it's not an hour
3: and 15 minutes to Rogers and Bentonville and Springdale it's 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 not you can you can get back to those places in 25 minutes or less so that's that's a conscious decision not to go to a game because they've sold all the season tickets I thought that was interesting so they've They've got, if they decide to to stick it out, they've got some work to do, some relationship counseling
2: that needs to be done. So who are now the favorites? Is it Cronin or Tang at Louisville? Tang wants it really bad. Um
3: I mean, I don't let me let me rephrase that. According to everybody I've talked to in basketball circles, Tang wants that job really bad. Tang would want the Arkansas job really bad if if Musselman left, um, I don't know how much further that goes, but I think there are some gigs that he would he would love to have. Kansas State, I think, is a difficult job to maintain.
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah, um, you can win, but it's hard to do it year over year.
3: Yeah, so that, yep. Yeah. I mean, those you know the, 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 the Louisville has the money and the resources and the prestige and all of that stuff to kind of get whoever it wanted. I would think. Although the one question I would have if I were looking at the Louisville job is in this new era where there's a real fear among non-SEC and Big Ten schools that the SEC and the Big Ten are essentially going to break away and form their own Super League. Where does that leave an ACC team like Louisville? What does that do to you from a men's basketball standpoint?
2: It's it's that and Louisville in general, as much as I make fun of them and whatever, I know some people up there. They they it's been a really big struggle since Jurich left. They're they're not well run acad- I mean athletically at all. Um the support has fallen across all the sports. It's not just Dan McDonald. It's it's even into that basketball program that's so well thought of. Their their football staff seems to be doing things sort of with with autonomy outside of the athletic department, but everybody else has sort of been hit by the, the post-Jurich situation there, uh, there in Louisville. Uh, Missouri 0-14 in the SEC. They're at Florida tonight in Gainesville, Florida minus 13.5. I don't like them to cover 14, but nonetheless, a uh, very much a game that they should win. And then uh, if A&M has any hope left, they got to win this one tonight. They've got South Carolina at home at Reed Arena Texas A&M favored by five and a half against the Gamecocks. Texas A&M six and eight in the SEC. South Carolina, very, very, very comfortable at 10 and four in the uh, in the SEC. So you got A&M Carolina. And then the big headliner tonight is in Knoxville, Tennessee. The Auburn Tigers are visiting Rick Barnes and his volunteers. Auburn 21 and six, 10 and four. Tennessee 21 and six, 11 and three in the SEC. And Tennessee's favored by six and a half at home in this one.
3: Ooh, it's a big number. Jalen Williams is making the trip. He'll be a game-time decision. He apparently hasn't practiced. If I'm Auburn, I don't do that. I don't play him until he's 100% ready. I'm not getting hurt by a road loss at Tennessee.
2: Yeah, it means nothing for you if you lose.
3: But it's probably a game that means a lot to Bruce. Yeah. And this is probably one where he's got to put his emotions aside and just treat this like business. But just It'll easy. be hard for him to do that. <laughs> yeah, easier be- said than done. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a free shot for Auburn. Uh the yeah. the team that has the pressure on it tonight, besides Ole Miss, if if you b- believe in if you believe there's a path with an Alabama win, and I guess there would be, um A and M. Is A M. They have to win the night. And and South Carolina got the win in Oxford, so the pressure's kind of off them a little bit for right now. They get to play a little more free and loose, but the pressure oh, they're twenty
2: two and five, 10 and four. I mean Yeah, they're, they're their net's not
3: super, but they're fine. They're fine. Um, pressure's on AM. And AM lost tonight. That I, I think that comes real close to ending it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that does it for AM. I think I think they're AM is the most intriguing team to watch tonight. Auburn and Tennessee is obviously the best game tonight. Um Texas AM's remaining schedule at Georgia, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State at home.
3: Yeah, to it's it's doable. The road games aren't brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, state, State's played really well lately. That that's gonna be a challenge, but they have to win the night. If they win the night, they can they can kind of build some momentum. They could go to Georgia and win. They could win at Ole Miss. You know, they 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 they'd have a shot, but they oh. they got to win the night. Period.
2: Also, just notice that that Ole Miss A M game is on CBS. That's a national CBS game. Is that right? Close the season. Yeah. One o'clock. One o'clock. Um, on March 9th. Thank God. Yeah. Just FYI on that one. Just ran across it. Do you know when it.
3: spring football starts yet?
2: No, I haven't seen the schedule on that. It's right around then, I think. When is Ole Mrs. spring break? That week. The night through,
3: whatever. Okay, so it probably starts right after spring break. Yeah. Uh-huh. light Lane Cares. <laughs> You Couldn't care less. Yeah,
2: I did see he put a, a bracket up for a pickleball tournament. The entire athletic department appears to be happening. Though he was, uh, he 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 has uh, he's battling uh, Landry in the uh, what appeared to be the semifinals of the quarterfinals today. Uh, um, it is a a doubles pickleball tournament. Lane and Charlie Weiss are teammates.
3: Are still who is, were. Lan- who is Landry's teammate? Out of curiosity,
2: uh, I did not recognize the name. So I don't okay. know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, only last names were on the bracket, and I, it, off the top of my head, it didn't, it didn't click. So okay. Any uh, anyway, so it's a yeah. it's a
3: football building.
2: It, it, it well, minimum, I don't know. Chris Malloy's in it. Like it appeared to be mostly football, but there was some athletic department stuff going on too. So yeah, I don't know. They it's, have
3: you it's, played pickleball? You you have played pickleball.
2: I've played pickleball one time. Uh it was with Carolyn Kessinger when I had to to write a story on her. I wanted to do that profile on her life as a as a baseball person several years. Well, it was Gray's freshman year, so it was 2017. You sort and, of uh, owe her
3: an apology because if you think about it, because you kind of you kind of rolled your eyes, I gotta go play pickleball. Now pickleball's <laughs> cool. She it turns is out cool. it turns out Carolyn Kessinger was ahead of her time. I yeah, mean that, she, she was she was like, you know, wait, like we used to say, hey. People like every now everybody's got a podcast. Like yeah, yeah. I've got 15, 15 neighbors with the podcast. We can say, hey, we were podcasting before podcasting was cool. She can say, I was pickleballing before pickleballing was cool.
2: Yeah, she that was the that was the deal was that she would give me all the time I wanted, but I had to go play pickleball with her. So I went and uh, and played pickleball and had a great time. It, I mean, it's fun. I'll, I'll admit it. It is it is really fun. It is the first couple times you play, it's hard because if you've played any tennis, you're used to the ball coming at you. And the pickleball doesn't topspin at you; it kind of bounces and stays where it is. So you kind of have to get on the top on top of it a little bit, and it's a it's a it's a different deal. Um, a lot of athletes have picked up pickleball, and I, I know several people that are really really good and competitive and playing tournaments. They said, you know, we'll we'll whip that the college athletes the first couple of times they don't know what they're doing; they're not used to it yet. But you give them three, four, five times out there, and and, and suddenly you're in trouble against the the baseball player, or the basketball player, or the football player because they've their hand dies pretty good. Eventually, they're going to get you. So
3: Car- Carson uh, and them play a lot. He tried to he tried to form. I guess he requested to form a, a pickleball committee at Oxford High School. But oh, really? I don't. I don't know that that ever went anywhere. I'm. Not, I'm. I think it got tied up in administrative paperwork.
2: Oh, uh, interesting. It's it's huge. But yeah, they it's, they it's play huge. a lot. Okay. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about, frankly. Before we were, uh, I'm doing sure. that. I'm sorry. yeah, that's it's f- no, it's cool, it's fine. No, that's that's the best. I, I asked about spring, I asked when Oh, play. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, just one quick uh baseball note, and it's more of me telling people to read the story. Uh, again, Ole Miss knocked off Little Rock 12 6 last night. It was your completely normal midweek game, which is what Ole Miss needed. They hit four home runs. Uh, Jackson Ross is red hot, he has five home runs in the last four games, including a home run in the last four – in all of the last four games. Uh, they didn't pitch well last night midweek. I'm not holding that against them. They played Missouri State tonight. But I, I got to talking to Mike last night about Josh Mallets. I wrote a story this morning on whether Mallets is a uh, a starting pitcher possibility. His fastball command is really good. He doesn't walk anybody. He has an out pitch with a slider, and suddenly he's developed a changeup. He threw it uh, five times against high point, and – Ole Miss is already shuffling the rotation a little bit this weekend. JT Quinn's got two blisters on his throwing hand. They're uh, nursing those, giving him an extra day, but it's a bit of a problem. And Mike was careful to not say Mallets is a potential starter, but he went on and on talking about if Mallets could become Scott Biddle, Will Klein, somebody who can extend – Um somebody that they can use because th- what they're checking right now is he said that it's not about durability, that he's fine. He's hundred percent post-surgery, but sometimes those guys post-surgery take longer to recover. And it's how long is it going to take him to bounce back depending on how many innings he is, uh, he is throwing, but he, he closed the interview by saying we really want to see if he can be a, you know, a lengthy option of the bullpen and, and be somebody like Klein and 06 or, or Biddle. And I kind of, deadpanned with him. And I said, well, those guys ended up being starters. And he just looked at me and said, they do sometimes, don't they? And that was it. So I don't know. But something to look at there. But I break into why he would make sense. Um, He fixed his slider in 2022, started throwing it harder. And the number differences on that are really, really, really pronounced. So that is up at rebelgrove.com if you want to uh, take that in. Starting pitching is clearly the, uh, the story and kind of the next question mark of this team. As we uh, as we move forward with them going into the weekend against the Hawkeyes, an Iowa team reason. that gave up 31 runs by the way in three games over the weekend.
3: Go ahead. It's another reason why I just I wrote what I wrote on Sunday. I think it probably echoed probably what you wrote, which was, "Look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that all is well because that that feels stupid to say that, but I'm also not going to tell you that the 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 sky is crashing down just yet. Things things can still be fixed. Teams can still find themselves." Uh, when they have three full months left in the season.
2: I, I don't know that I'll even write it this week, and I'll, I'll, I've i got a couple of things outside of baseball, but Will Furness had a home run for the third straight game last night. Um, He has three hits on the season. I think he's three for 12. They're all home runs. But we sort of stumbled into him talking about – I think it – I mean, Mike didn't necessarily argue with this. It's a little bit of paralysis by analysis. He's getting help from Mike Clement, almost his hitting coach, He's getting help from someone at Driveline, which is a kind of an independent organization that really digs into stats and, and analytics for baseball. And obviously his dad, his dad uh, is Eddie Furness, maybe all, LSU's all-time hit leader, or at least was at one point. Um, he had come up and hit with them one night and – I mean, it just kind of felt like he had voices coming from everywhere. And when I, I don't remember the exact quote, but when Mike walked up, we said, Hey, sounds like Will's kinda of got a lot going on. And Mike sort of laughed and chuckled and confirmed that he's hearing it from a lot of places. And this is just not even about Will, but in a general baseball comment. You gotta be careful when you got three, four people all talking at once because the the, the the idea that they all are saying the same thing, uh, is not necessarily likely always and that can get kind of complicated. So um, I'll try to write some of that out for people on the board because it was, uh, it was fairly, fairly fascinating, including Mike giving, uh, kind of the quote of the night on Furnace. Furnace, he said, well, if nothing else, we knew, we know he has the right chromosomes in his body, referring to his, his genetics with his father. So there's, there's that. Um, uh, did you see this? I'm wondering if schools might start doing this a little bit. North Texas, I get that it's a team that's in group of five and they're dead in the water like everybody else in Group 5. But I'm wondering if this is a loophole with a lot of institutions. They're increasing uh, student fees by $1.60 per credit hour to $17.85, which is expected to generate an additional $2.6 million for the athletic department. Because the hike is less than 10%, the regents were able to approve it without a student vote. The increase goes oh. into effect this fall, saying that they are aware of their still have student fees less than a lot of other places, blah, 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 blah. But I, I would think this is almost a certainty if that's the way the rules written to knock up some student fees in a couple small ways that's going to elevate money into the athletic departments. I, I think that is about to be a very common practice.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: it's not a such a significant amount of money that people would really balk at it.
2: I mean, you're but, talking twenty five bucks to the normal person. But you
3: do. But there are students on campus that twenty five dollars is a lot of money.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like it. I don't think that yeah. is where you should be funding the athletic department.
3: That's where I was going. Um, the diehard sports fan, which is probably ninety something percent of the people listening to us right now, are like, "Yeah, do it. Big. It's cool. You fund fund two sports." And I get that. I totally get it. But there are lots of students. You can find them on the Ole Miss campus. Easy, easy. It wouldn't take you long at all. Kind of paying their own way. Um, twenty-five bucks to them is—I'm not going to say it's a significant amount of money, but it's—it's a real—it's a yeah, it's. they're, They're probably not shopping at Chicory. You know what I mean? I mean they're 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 trying to they're they're putting it together month by month, week by week. And they probably wouldn't want to give twenty five dollars to the athletic program. They would probably view that as very wasteful. Mm-hmm. And I would I would not have a very difficult time at all acknowledging their point. I don't I don't think that's I get why North Texas did it. I don't like it.
2: I really. also don't like the phrasing even inside your own school to go to give the quote. It was less than 10%, so we didn't need a student vote. What that said was, we are maxing you out without wanting your opinion. Yeah.
3: We're, we're we're less than 10%, so we don't have to do a student vote, because we fear that if we put it up to a student vote, you'd vote no.
2: Yeah. We found a loophole to take a little bit more of your cash.
3: How would the athletic department like it if they had to start funding the chemistry department? Yeah. Probably wouldn't like it. You know, I mean, look. There are going to be consequences when all this stuff happens. And people have had a long time to see this coming. And most people have kept their mouths closed because it's the kind of politically correct thing to do. But there will be ramifications. There will be, there will be loss in this. There will be opportunity lost. And I don't know that taxing, and that's what this is, make no mistake. I don't know that taxing the rest of the student body is the is the proper
2: response. We have um, been talking about the death of the running back for a while. Another uh, step in that direction yesterday. The Raiders uh, are now saying they are not going to franchise tag running back Josh Jacobs. Um, they are instead going to opt for a committee approach with no lead back this season. He uh, joins Saquon Barkley as guys who uh, won't be tagged this offseason Trying to find uh, common ground on a deal, but it's going to be a much lower thing than what a tag would be. So one more NFL team that essentially says, uh, no uh, no dice. We're not paying for a running back. We're just going to make it work. So, again, not, a, not anything new, but a definitely another step toward that of a position that, look, it's not going the way of the fullback. But it's also absolutely not turning into high price value at the at the uh the NFL level. And look, I, I still think I'm right. I think that's going to trickle down, and it has. makes no sense for if you're coming up as a running back, you have to at least consider: Hey, is there something on the defensive side of the ball that I can play with my body type and my athleticism and whatever I'm doing? Because I'm going to make more money over there than I am at running back. A, a, a really talented linebacker is going to get more cash.
3: Yeah. The one thing on the field that I am most interested in with Ole Miss this coming season is has Lane Kiffin, who I think is kind of cutting edge, who I think pays a lot of attention to the NFL game, understands that the similarities between the NFL and, and the college game have never been more real? At the NFL level, as you just pointed out, you just don't, you're not, it's not smart to pour all your money into the running back position. And, I think lane um may, we may see that at the running back spot with Ole Miss. They I expect they'll add somebody, maybe two somebodys from the portal, but I don't think they're going to be big names, Chase. I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I have I'm I'm guessing here. I have no inside information. But I bet my guess is that they add a guy or two who can sort of fill spots who can fill a a mini role as a, as a running back in that offense. You know, you know what Bentley can do, especially if you get him in space and he ran for, it's like 560 yards last year. Um, you know what Diggs can do, assuming he's healthy at some point. Um, but maybe you need to add a, a a big back. Maybe you need to add a, uh, a third down back who's pretty adept at catching the ball out of the backfield or is really good in pass protection. Um, because it's going to be part of the narrative that people do on our beat, especially people are going to make um, Quinsha and Judkins out to be this dancer. Oh, he was an addition by subtraction that's coming that the spin on that is going to be dizzying. And now is there some truth to that? Sure. Of course there, there it, he, he and some of the people around him were a distraction for a lot of the last two years. He also was incredibly productive as a runner. I mean, he was two seasons ago, I think the very best running back in the league just ahead of Rocket Sanders. Last year, by the end, the only running back in the league that you could compare that you could say was potentially more valuable than him was the the kid at Missouri.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
3: Shepherd. So um, you've got to replace that production. So, yeah, is there is there some validity to addition by subtraction in the locker room? Perhaps. Um, is there some validity to addition by subtraction in the subtraction of distraction? Sure, 100%. Still a hell of a player. Still gave you a whole lot. Like, I wrote about him on, on Sunday in 10 Thoughts. Even with a terrible start to a season and an injury and the stuff early where he really didn't want to play, and the people around him said he needs more money to play, and all the stuff that happened, he still got basically 1,100 yards. Still caught, I think it was roughly 20 passes. Um, There's a lot there. You got to replace that. And I think they're going to replace it by committee. And I think Lane will get asked about it, and I anticipate his answer will be something along the lines of, well, this is kind of what they do in the NFL. I mean, there's a few teams, 49ers with Christian McCaffrey. There's a few teams that really lean into a running back, but most NFL teams are sort of by committee a little bit. If you if you go study it,
2: mm-hmm. now the one difference at the NFL level is it's it's a length, the time that's not defined. At the college level, you're just needing these guys for three, four at the top. So that that is the one thing from a longevity standpoint that will alter it a touch as far as how you uh how you treat the position. I, I know it's a hell of a rivalry last night in Lubbock, but I they played Texas. Texas won handedly. They were up 20 for the majority of the game, ended up winning by 12. But Texas Tech, after a really hard foul and a technical, started throwing stuff all over the court. Uh, McCaslin, new coach of Texas Tech, had to get on the mic and urge people to not throw and all that stuff. And I haven't seen the play. And maybe it's just the, the Texas thing and everybody was already amped up, but... I don't know that I've seen bottles being thrown in a twenty-point game, actually twenty-two at the time. Like I, t- typically fan bases are pretty checked out when it's that big of a route that you're not uh, using one play to start hurling stuff all over the court. So just, I, know, again, I was pretty, not watching, but random a little bit.
3: It's the Texas thing. Texas is in for a shot. SEC, all that stuff. But I also think it's going to be kind of refreshing for them to get away from some of these environments like that one where they are just hated, they're just despised, and people are mad at them. They're the they're the girl that is they they gave him a break breakup note,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, a couple of weeks before school ends. Hey, I know we've been seeing each other, but you know, summer's coming and we're going to be apart. And I think it's I think it's I think we should both see other people and it's not it's not you it's me like I, I gotta figure myself out a little bit no no she's leaving you there's another guy <laughs> yeah. there, there, there's another guy and uh and and he he's he's better looking than you he's got more money than you and 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 yeah she's yeah <laughs> she's trying to let you down slowly and and she'd love nothing more than for you to find another girlfriend right now she would that would make her thrilled um That's And and that they just get met with such vitriol. So it will
2: be a different thing, but it's not like they've had cozy environments.
3: No, and I don't, I mean, when Texas comes to Ole Miss, people can get jacked up for it, sure, but no one's hating them. Mm
2: -mm.
3: Right? No. Texas Tech hates them. It's hate. It's jealousy and envy and Betrayal and the whole deal. They just hate them. Like they when they go to Kansas State, they get that treatment. They all the I just don't know that Texas is gonna get that at Florida.
2: You know, the Oklahoma football game here in the fall is obviously gonna be huge. It's gonna have ramifications, all those different things. I'm not downplaying football at all because that's the Mecca and the God and the whole deal. But I do think there's something to Oklahoma and Texas being in the league and what's going to be fun about simply having basketball and baseball games against them. Like, I'm looking forward to that. Like, when they're in town for baseball for three. They've got basketball at the Pavilion. It's just a conference game against Texas or Oklahoma or whatever. I don't know. There's, there's a certain newness in the quality of those programs that – in some ways has made me more excited than even the football side of things from them coming into the league and playing and doing whatever. Cause I mean, we, we get big football games. Okay. Yeah, sure. LSU, Bama, they're here. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. It's, it's a little different thing there.
3: Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I wish that they would expand. I, I, maybe they have, I haven't even heard. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe they add a couple of conference games and, and, basketball. I wish they would add two-comper series. And they're going to leave it at 30 in baseball. I wish they'd increase it to 36. I wish you could see more teams.
2: Yeah, 30 in baseball. They're still worried about the overall numbers, which yeah. I don't think matter. I don't either. Be above 500, we'll let you in if you don't suck in the league.
3: Yeah, because your net's so good. Yeah. Or RPI, whatever they use in baseball.
2: It's. I know you... I mean, as we've made very much aware, you watch a lot of NBA. Were you watching the, the Cavs live last night? They hit the uh, second deepest buzz. game-winning buzzer win. beater in NBA history, 59 yeah. feet last night to win it.
3: Max Struz just knocked it down, man. That was, that was wild. I mean, you just don't see that shot ever. It, it, typically, like in the NBA, if you pay attention to it, they'll take those shots at halftime, but the player waits to take it till he knows that the buzzer's gone off so it won't affect his percentage.
2: Is that serious? Really? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. It's like, it's funny. You know, they'll take it where it looks like, hey, I was trying to get the shot off, but you'll see repeatedly they take an extra dribble. Like, hey, I'm not going to make this from 60 feet. I don't want this to impact my three point shooting percentage. I get paid based on, I I, I 100% get
2: it. Oh, wow. Really?
3: Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so, you know, into the first quarter, into the second, into the third. But last night they needed that shot.
2: That was wild. That was he hit it. I mean, just he
3: boom. knocked it. That was a big shot. Yeah.
2: Uh, Cavs seven and three in their last ten. The East has has gotten kind of fun, frankly. The last, uh, the top at least.
3: Yeah, Cleveland starting to look the part a little bit.
2: Cleveland, Milwaukee, and the Knicks chasing the Celtics, who are whatever. But
3: Celtics are the best team in the NBA. And
2: yeah. then,
3: and then there's the there's probably three or four teams in the West that are the next core. And then you get into some of those East teams, and some of those East teams, including Cleveland, are rising for sure. One of the things that's going to be interesting is the rookie of the year vote, and I don't want to stay on NBA long at all, but I mean, I think is going to get it. Holmgren is having an incredible season on a team that is now on pace to win 58 games the one thing for the nba that they have to be thrilled about is that it appears that both of those guys Chet Holmgren and Victor Wimanyama, are are generational talents
2: mm-hmm.
3: and fun it's going to be the beginning of a of a really fun rivalry to uh to follow over the years because they both just do things with the basketball that most 7 foot plus guys just can't do and they they both shoot it well from 3 uh, Chet Holmgren is shooting the ball more than 40% from the three point line Forget being a rookie. That's just that's just an elite number. He's like 42% from three or something like that. Um, it's fun. Those there's a lot of good young players in that league.
2: Last uh, last thing, I saw Ole Miss promoted them yesterday. Uh, they will wear the cream uniforms this weekend. They got those in. They're looks fantastic. like they won looks like they went with the Navy uh Ole Miss, the M script cap instead of the red for the weekend um they were great they're they're fantastic i think they they're are fantastic. i think they're the number one or number two uniform that ole miss has now in in, in baseball
3: oh god if that's not number one what is
2: i i still really like the traditional red during the day i do I'm, I'm I'm a little bit of a traditionalist with the red jerseys the white pants and the blue cap okay. um but yeah i i think these creams are by far better than the powders Um, uh,
3: and i'm a big fan of the hat yeah you like the hat? It's. I thought it was terrific. I, I. Yeah. I'm a. I'm a baseball uniform person. You know that. The uh, red
2: numbers are correct. That was the mm-hmm. way to do it, not the blue. Because, yep. like I yep. said, th- these uniforms were based off the Minnesota Twins uniforms that are cream, and which they have fan- a blue. Which are
3: fantastic, by the way.
2: They have a blue number. These have a red. It's the right way to go. The red's good. The red was the way, the red was correct. It it helps the hat pop a little bit. Um. Mm-hmm. They're 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 good.
3: Um, yeah, I like the, the 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 two button. I mean, everything about it is, <laughs> is terrific. I mean, I'm, I I I looked at it last night, and tried to kind of pick it apart, and there's nothing. I I got nothing. That's
2: even the rebel script really works on that jersey for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It does.
3: It's perfect. It's it's they it did it perfectly. I mean, they uh, it's it's measured out just right. Uh, it's excellent. Luke. It's excellent. I, I have no I I have no criticism. I think it's an A plus suit. It makes you. It makes you wonder. I mean, be hard to leave that hanging in the in the in, in the and not Wear
2: it pretty often,
3: and wear something else. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I know this is going to be people are going to lose their mind when I say this. I, I I like this significantly
2: more than I like the powder blue. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I, I think that's the the the, the move there. Um, just made me chuckle a little bit. Drew Bianco modeling the uh, the uniform. He's, he's your 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 model of it yesterday. So the uh, the second SEC uniform he's had on in his in his career. Oh, that's true. Uh it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I looked and I was like, oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, sweet. <laughs> I I don't, I don't know where they're going to put it in the rotation when they're going to wear it. I have no idea, but. They they will said they will introduce it this weekend. I, I, and you've got to wear it at least once every weekend. That's got to get into your into your weekly rotation and be a thing. So well, again,
3: if it thing. doesn't, I, I beg the question: what
2: does? They want the pinstripes to be midweek, so I think they'll just move the pinstripes back to midweek. My my okay. gut tells me it's going to be cream, red, and powder every weekend. Okay. that's my guess. It's and a guess.
3: The reti- but... Retire the blue jersey or wear the blue
2: jersey on the road. On the road, midweeks, kind of do whatever. Yeah, I, but that's that, that's my hunch. So we'll okay. see. Yeah, I,
3: I think the hat's terrific.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm I, don't, I don't I don't understand the cap hate. I'm all about the the cap, and 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 I'm and I will I will ride with Ole Miss and incorporate that more because it doesn't look like Michigan.
3: Oh, is there a lot of cap hate?
2: Well, there's traditionalists because people have said, "Hey, that's been Ole Miss's baseball logo for 75 years." I mean, it's so? it's. Okay. <laughs> <I> mean, okay. <laughs> um, as I said on Twitter, if anything, if you're going to do that, you need to make it thinner and skinnier. They, they they fattened it at some point in the past, and that's what made it look like Maryland or Michigan or all these other block M's. Um, it even is different than it than it was. But I have no issue with the script M at all. I mean, it's coming from the old Miss Script logo. It 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 makes sense to me. So again, I mean, I think it looks great. I'm-
3: yeah. I, this I mean, it's an it's an A plus. I mean, whoever whoever pushed for this one, he yeah, or she kudos. did one he or she did one hell of a job. These these are these are fantastic. I mean, there's in a league where you have a lot of really good uniforms. This is I'd have to go look at all of them, but this has this has a shot to be the leader.
2: Yeah, and it's better than Auburn's cream for sure. So um, for sure, yeah, yeah. It's, I'd have uh, to go.
3: Who else does the cream? I know Arkansas. Does it's Ole
2: Miss and Arkansas that have the best two. I think some other teams have it, but those are the best two.
3: Arkansas kind of has the old English A sort of on theirs. Is that do. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's a, it's a that's a really good suit.
2: Yeah, I, I told you, I give them a little bit of a, a a hit just because I don't like the same logo twice on the suit. It's the same logo on yeah. the chest as on the cap. Yeah, but that's that that's a that's a minor minor. I'm surprised they the don't
3: reflex. do like an alternate cap with. I know fans like to pick on it, but like to me, the the the, the Razorback um, uh, emblem, if you
2: will, yeah, the crest logo looking thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, I it's a it's kind of like to me the, the the Gators. If I were the Gators, I'd steer into the Gator more.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like that Florida's going into the F more.
3: I'd have a hat that had maybe even a cartoon Gator on it. Oh.
2: Sunday during the day wear that suit play around a little bit yeah have yeah, blue
3: fun, and orange I mean there's a lot you can do with there's a lot you can do with those colors hmm so you know you think Florida you think sunshine I mean you could you could come up with a really cool alternate Florida uniform that would probably pop
2: well if you come if you design it now you'll get it in 2028 with Nike no problem so they'll, 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 well, they'll get it
3: if Major League Baseball has anything to do about it, they they would they would happily give all of these new uniforms that they're using to the college guys and just say, Hey, be the yeah. Tigers today. Here, here you go. I've at it. Okay. It's yours. So
2: all right. Uh baseball today, four o'clock, Missouri State from Swayze Field. And again, basketball, eight o'clock tonight from the pavilion. Podcast with Jeffrey tomorrow. Hope all of you have a uh, a wonderful day. RebelGrub.com, Content there, more content coming.